Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm going to be your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And what we have been doing is helping everyone understand their stuff. And by their stuff, we always are talking about your investments, your finances, your bookkeeping, um, all those things that you avoid because you're scared. And it makes it sound scary and overwhelming when you watch TV or you read all the financial news or if you start to read prospectus, which I, most people don't, but if you do read any of the financial information, it's usually scary and overwhelming. So we break it down because everybody can understand it. And that is really our mandate here on Financially Speaking. I am your host and uh, my daytime, I am an advisor in finance and a bookkeeper. So that's where we are by our goal is to help everybody understand their own stuff, take control of it and be comfortable. And every once in a while, we get to have a guest come on our show and share some of their insight. We get different experts from different areas of the world and different areas and different markets. And tonight, we actually have a really cool guest that's come on. And I've been really lucky because um, I've had a lot of really great guests and a lot of people that I've been very, very fortunate to get that normally don't get on the interviews for radio. So uh, I was very, very privileged and very honored to have gotten some of the people that I've gotten. And the next guest tonight is certainly no exception. So I want to introduce her in a minute and tell you a little bit about her. Um, Melanie Taylor is a coach and facilitator with the Achievement Center. She is passionate about helping people to become happier and helps her clients make changes in their personal and professional lives that lead to improvements in productivity, performance, and personal satisfaction. She inspires people to ask questions, understand, and meet the needs of others, and set and work towards SMART goals. And we're going to talk to her about what SMART stands for. Melanie has a master's degree in civil engineering from the University of Waterloo and has a diverse background that includes managing health and safety, quality, and continuous improvement in a design and manufacturing environment, business startup and operation in the retail and training sectors, and governance of an acute care hospital undergoing what's called the lean formation. So Melanie is also, I have to say, on a personal note, Melanie's a little bit of an anomaly in the sense that she is in the is I mean a master's in engineering, which is mostly uh, male-dominated industry, and she's one of the few females that you see in engineering. She's super, super smart when it comes to math and strategy and figuring stuff out. So it's such a great honor to have her here because we are going to pick her brain, and we're going to talk to her tonight about productivity. And she's the person who's going to help build your business and grow and facilitate change. If you've ever wondered about how to improve productivity if you want to help your staff grow, if you want to grow personally, which will help you grow professionally, if you want to understand why it costs you so much in turnover and why it costs you so much personally uh, when you're trying to build your business yourself, then this is who we want to talk to. And Melanie is our expert coach and facilitator that's joining us, and she's here for the whole hour. So join us in the chat room, ask questions, call in. Um, if you don't if you're not listening to this live, then we will provide you Melanie's information so you can contact her directly. Melanie, welcome to Financially Speaking. Hi, Kathy. Thank you. It's great to be here. 
we're so excited to have you. Um, I know this is it's a whole different kind of numbers, but you're also a numbers person, which is always exciting for me to have a numbers person on. <laughs> I think you might be more of a numbers person than I am, though, <laughs> which scares me a little bit. <laughs> different types of numbers. I always say I can't actually do mental math, but I can do like university level calculus. So I know. sometimes just the different types of numbers. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a little scary already for me. Uh, so tell us, uh, just share a little bit about yourself, um, where you're at, how you got started in your own business, and uh, a little bit more than what I already provided. Uh, all right. Well, I am, as you said, a coach and facilitator with a company called the Achievement Center. And what I do is work with people uh, and usually through their business to help them make the changes that they want to make and define what success means to them. So um, success isn't always money related. And usually if it is money related, it's actually related to something related to the money. Right. So we help people figure out what exactly does success mean to them and then help them create plans and learn the skills to achieve that success. And really, a lot of what we do is uh, support the people along the way. And the way I got into it, um, I had done, you know, a variety of different things. uh, And I realized I really enjoy helping people and I really enjoy helping people to stretch themselves and see, you know, what else they can do with their lives. And I had taken a leadership uh, program, actually the leadership program that I now facilitate. And I loved it. I loved connecting with the people. I loved watching people grow and change and realize the things that they could achieve over that period of time. And so I decided I wanted to start doing that for a living. And it really feels like the place that I'm meant to be, um, as maybe hokey as that sounds, but I, I, I don't feel like I'm doing work. I feel like I'm getting up every day and doing something that I love to do. Oh, that's awesome. That is absolutely the um, definition of some success, though, isn't it? That you're able to do work and it not feel like work. So that's pretty cool stuff. Um, And I I know a lot of people that strive for that. So that's exciting. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that you help, especially um, your market that you normally would deal with. Do you have a, is it small business? Is it medium business? Um, Large business, publicly traded? What do you normally, normally work with as a as a client for me there is no normal because everybody can really use the skills that i help people learn uh, and help people to facilitate that development so i work with uh, small not-for-profit child care centers i work with uh, major research companies with offices that are global i work with manufacturing uh, organizations and actually help a lot of their people uh, on the plant floor to learn skills to help them become more successful in their jobs and generally happier in life. Uh, So there's no real um, set organization that I can work with. The organizations that I love to work with most are the ones that really respect their people and want to help their people become happier, recognizing that when their people are uh, really engaged and happy, everybody wins. So that's really the kind of company that I'm working with. Oh, that's awesome. That is super, that is really cool, actually. Um, so when you get working with people, I know there's, when we were talking tonight about you coming on, there is such a variety of topics, really, you could have talked to um, the listeners tonight about. And there's so many, and we might get into some more if we have some time, but we really started to talk about goal setting. And that's, that one kept resonating. And that's the one that we're, we're going to probably focus most on tonight and talk about tonight. But if you want to just maybe give us a background because goal setting is such a wide topic 
And some people, when they think about goal setting, I think they get overwhelmed and they don't really understand what they're doing or if there's a structure to it and they don't really know how to tackle it. And I know you do that really well because you have a really specific system that keeps people focused. So when we start talking about goal setting, what exactly are we talking about with, with people? So, and the reason why um, I think goal setting is, just to preface, the reason why I think goal setting is so important is it comes up in every single one of my programs, whether I'm doing sales training or I'm doing leadership development or we're doing one-on-one coaching, people indicate that the thing that is most meaningful to them, the skill that they learned the most uh, and was most useful to them was the concept of goal setting. So often people know what they should be doing, but it feels so overwhelming and so big and they don't even know where to start to work away at the goals they want to achieve. And so what often happens is people just give up, right? They say, yeah, I know I need to do this or I know I would benefit from doing this, but it's really hard and so I am I just don't want to do it. So what, what I encourage people to do is use uh, a method of setting what we call a SMART goal and having a long-term vision, but then really working on the day-to-day, week-to-week, short-term goals and moving forward that way. So knowing I want to get over there, I want to, you know, save, you know, this amount of money or I want to go on this trip with my family and that seems so far away and difficult. So let's see what we can do right now to make that happen and then creating a structure around that. Um, So do you want me to get into the, the specifics of what a SMART goal is? Yeah, actually, that's because I I did do a little bit of a teaser when I introduced you. And I'm curious, as I'm sure others are, about what that stands for. So, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just telling us your secret, that'd be cool. (laughs) And the... um the definition SMART goal is is widely used. Uh, we use it in the Achievement Center in a way that I've not necessarily seen before, but it resonates really well with the people that I'm working with. So SMART is an acronym, uh, and S stands for specific. So when we talk about specific, we mean, you know, actually specifically what change do you want to bring about? What do you want to be different? What exactly do you want to be able to do? How will you know when you reach that goal? So what specifically are you looking for? And this is often some one of the more difficult things for people to actually define is specifically what do I want to change? Uh, the M stands for measurable. So how do I know when I'll get there? How do I know exactly what will be different? Um, what is going to be the size of the measure of the difference? And you know, how will other people and I know that I've succeeded? What can I measure? The A uh, is we look at it as agreed upon. And so this, again, is an area that sometimes is deviated on uh, the standard SMART acronym. So agreed upon is who else is affected by the school that would you really want to have agreeing to support you and working with you on this goal. So if you're going to have to change your entire uh, home life to achieve a goal, you're going to want to make sure that your family is agreeing with you on this. If you're going to need to rely on the resources of somebody to make this happen, you're going to want to make sure that that's agreed upon. Uh, If you're a business owner and you want to have a big goal of getting something done, you want to make sure your employees are agreeing upon it with you and they're not going to be the ones who are holding you back. R stands for realistic. So can the goal be achieved within a given time frame? Does it present enough challenge but not too challenging? Uh, And so you want to create stretch goals, but at the same time you want to realistically be able to achieve them. And then T stands for target date. So when do I 
plan to get this goal completed. Because uh, without an actual specific date, it's just a wish that you're throwing into the air and sort of hoping it's going to happen. And that date is what really motivates you and drives you forward. Uh, and especially if you're the, a reactive person or uh, we call them a procrastinator, that target date is incredibly important because usually it's the thing that you're working on two days before <laughs> achieving, yeah. you know, heading towards that date. So if you're a procrastinator, the target date becomes even more important. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've never done that, Melanie. Never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I, I know. I know. I may remember a few times in school something happened where I'm sure it was not my fault. But <laughs> And you know what? I am I'm an inherent procrastinator. Um, I would call it reactive in the psychometric uh, testing and behavioral science kind of world. And uh, and so for me, target dates are incredibly important because I do look at it and go, oh, no, I have two days left. I need to get this done by the date I said I was going to have it done or sometimes two hours. Um, but the target dates are really important. <laughs> so when you call it a target, and I think it's cool that it's called a target date, um, and I know because it fits the acronym and stuff, but it's not it's not the goal. So when you say it's a target, that means it, it can change a little bit based on other circumstances, right? So it's psychologically that works for people because they don't feel like they failed, essentially, from not hitting the date. Is that, am I reading and, into that too much? Yeah, all, and that's one of the things that people push back on a little bit when we're talking about goal setting is, oh, no, I don't want to lock into something because what if I can't do it? Um, all of this is flexible. So it's giving you something to work towards. But if things are going to happen in your life, you're going to have to move the date. You're going to have to move, you know, change your specific specific goal a bit. You might need to change who agrees upon your goal. And so we want it to be flexible, but not in a way that you're letting yourself off the hook completely, um, but still recognizing that, you know, it needs to be flexible for you, for you to be able to succeed. Yeah. And um, you can use this method, can't you, for any kind of goal setting, like whether it's a big goal, like, you know, you know you're going to build a house or you're, it's a goal for your entire career where you're changing careers or you're building a business. This is a sim this, this smart goal system you can actually use for any size of goal, can't you? Any size, any date, any area of your life, personal, professional, anything, you can use this model. Uh, and the, the way we go about it uh, is, awesome. is always the same. It's awesome. Finally, one system that you can apply <laughs> instead of having to know six million different systems, it feels like some days. Uh, that's awesome. So we are actually at our first break in the night, and we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to ask you, to give us a little bit, we'll just take us a little bit farther into depth on uh, setting goals and identifying some needs and, and how and when we can expect results and, and just really take us through it. And maybe if we have some time, we can talk you into taking us through a plan and actually going through the steps and how we do that. So we're going to go to our first break tonight. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk to Melanie Taylor, the person who can help you grow your business and facilitate changing your life. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. 
live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today we are talking to Melanie Taylor, and she is the person who can help your business grow and help facilitate changing your life. Before we went to break, we just started talking about goal setting and the SMART goal method of goal setting, and Melanie's going to take us a little bit further into that and talk to us about how do people identify their needs, um, how can you really figure out what to expect in terms of results and timing and, and how to put it all together. So, Melanie, when you get started with somebody, how your first meeting that you sit down with them, how do you really get things going and get things on track? Because typically people are a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit scared to go through this process um, because they think it's hard and they don't, it's like finance, right? They think it's hard. They think they can't understand it. They think they got to have, you know, a PhD in something and, and the reality is they don't. Um, so how do you sit down with people and start the conversation? Uh, and you're absolutely right. Is People see smart goal setting and they go, I, I can't do that, uh, which is exactly why that's not usually where we start. Uh, we don't. If I say to somebody, okay, well, what's your smart goal? They often look at me like a deer in the headlights of I have absolutely no idea. So one area that we often look first is to help them to identify what the problems are. So what are the symptoms that you're having? What's the actual problem? What's what's really going on? Because once somebody can identify that, then they can start to really talk about, okay, what do you want to be different? Right. And so what are you really wanting to achieve? And once they can start articulating that, what what they want to achieve, where they want to go, what they want to be different than the problem they're currently having, they can start to identify all those pieces of the goal without actually sitting down and saying, OK, you know, what is my goal? So, again, first you first identify what is the problem? What is the need that you have? And once you've identified that, now talk about, OK, what's your goal for the future? What's going to be different? And how hard is that for, for people? Because I know sometimes, I, I think about it myself even, and you don't always know what your pro, what the problem is, and you don't always know 
what you want to do to fix it. And that's where I know you come in and you help people go through that whole process. But um, how hard is that for people to just even articulate to you, say, hey, Melanie, I don't really know what my problem is, but I know this isn't right and this isn't right. And then do you just kind of pull that out of them? Yeah, and that's where uh, a coach uh, can really help people out is to help them by asking questions, help them figure out what those problems are. Uh, you, I mean, and you may have a, a friend or a financial planner or somebody who helps you to identify those specific problems that you're having in your life and can ask questions and help you un- uncover it yourself. But again, that's one of the things that I do at Coach is specifically help people to identify the problems, sometimes ones that they're not even seeing for themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. Um, it's so important, and I know uh, anybody listening out there that doesn't have a coach or, or doesn't have somebody that they can work with, I think it's really important. You have to have somebody that you can talk to because somebody like you is looking at things from a very objective point of view and a very analytical point of view. And I know you, your brain works really well that way anyway, but uh, a lot of people need that from the outside, don't you think? Like they need that one person that they can come in and say, here's my problem. I can't see past my own nose. I need your help. <laughs> yeah, and and just uncovering and asking questions uh and you know looking like you said looking at it from a different perspective, somebody who's not right in the weeds with you. Uh so I find when I'm coaching people, you know, I'm not asking questions that are, you know, really difficult questions or um you know things that that maybe are off the the scales of something that someone couldn't see for themselves, but it's just it's the fact that I'm distanced from them and looking at it completely differently. That's awesome. So maybe um, can you walk us through a scenario potentially, like um, just giving us an example of how you walk someone through their goals and their results maybe? Yeah, and so you want to work through just a, like a, defining a goal specifically? Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. So um, when I'm – Working with people, there's two different types of goals that people often come up with. Uh, the way I look at it is a you know a specific goal that is uh, I want to accomplish this by this date. So you know it's, I want to save fifty dollars a month for the next twelve months and save enough money to uh, g- go on vacation. Then there's also goals that people will identify uh, that are those are the ones that are harder to dig out. They're the behavior change goals. Right. So um, and they might be related to those same money saving goals, but I'm I'm not really good at saving. Right. So what I want to do is get better at saving money. Right. Well, if you look at the SMART acronym, specific, measurable, um, realistic, agreed upon, realistic and target date is it's a smart goal to say, I want to get better at saving money. Yeah. Think? Yeah. <laughs> it is a great idea. It is specific. It's a great idea. <laughs> so it's a great idea, but it's not. It's not specific, right? It's just better. No, so, what does not. better actually mean for you? And so that's where we say, okay, well, if you were better at saving money, what would life be like for you? So, Kathy, if you were better at saving money, or if if you had a client you were working with who was better at saving money, what kind of things do you think they would be doing differently? If they were saving money, um, if they were better, if well, they were better at saving money. What's one it action be, that people might be doing? Uh, they would probably be eating out less, so they'd be eating a little healthier, which would be less stressful because then they're not spending as much. 
Okay, um, yes. yes. They, so, uh, so that's one example of, yep. I was thinking they're, they're just being more conscious of it actually makes them more aware of where they're spending their money and what they're spending it on too. So maybe at the end of the day, they're sitting down and thinking about all the ways they spent versus saved through the day. Exactly. And so those are the kind of things that we look at as expected results. So if if someone were to say, you know, I want to get better at spending money, at saving money, um, then we'd sit down and say, okay, what does better mean to you? What's actually going to be different? And so you hit on not eating out as much. So that's where we'd actually create a a smart goal around not eating out as much. So let's say you're eating out right now five days a week. You and your family are eating out five days a week. And you, you, one of your goals is to get better at saving money. What do you think would be a specific and measurable goal around changing your behavior of, of eating out? So right now you're eating out five so, days a week. What do you think you could get to? So I could say three days a week or three. For sure you could, for sure you could say four, but you probably could do three and eliminate two days a week. So specifically, you take out two days, and you could measure that by how much money you didn't spend when you went out for dinner those two nights. Absolutely. And even the fact that you're you're not going out as much, right? And what I really liked is you really hit on the R there in realistic. So you didn't go and say, you know, I'm eating at five, I'm going to go down to zero right away. Yeah. Um, because that's that's probably not realistic. People don't do cold turkey very well, at least not sustainably. So being able yeah. to go down to three days a week is, is a really great realistic goal. So we've hit specific and measurable. Um, we've hit realistic. We've hit the R. What about agreed upon? If you're going to start, if you've been going out five days a week, you and your family to eat, and now you're going to be reducing that, who do you feel needs to agree upon that with you? So it would have to be your spouse, if you have one, and kids, yeah. if you have them. So especially yeah, depending so on any- the age of the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, anyone who's going to be affected by that um, by that situation is you're going to want to agree upon, have them agree upon it with you so that you're getting buy-in. Goals work a lot better right. when you have buy-in from the people that you're working with. And then let's say you put a target date on it. So by um, what date are you going to be doing this? Oh, yeah. So if today we decided that I'm going to go from five days to three days a week. And by the end of by August the 15th, I'm not even sure what day that is, but by August the 15th, that week we will be down to three days a week. Would that be it? Excellent. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So now what you've done is you've defined one specific goal that's going to help you become better at saving money. Awesome. Right? So that's the way that we work through it. And and it's just about going through those S, specific, measurable, M, A, agreed upon, R, realistic, and T, target date, and picking things that you can make changes on. And like you said, going from five to three doesn't seem as scary. Now, I would suggest probably in the end, people might want to start getting down to, say, one day a week, you know, if they if they really wanted to start saving money. But that can be your long-term vision, and you're working towards it in small chunks. And what we find with goal setting so, is it really is self it's the self motivation. So once you start seeing the amount of money that you're saving by not going out uh as much to eat 
and all the benefits that you're getting from it, then you really start to, you know, get self-motivated to keep working at those goals, keep creating new goals and, um, and keep it going. So if your ultimate goal was getting down to one day a week, would your, would your goal be, so we just sat down today and I said, okay, we eat out five days a week. My goal is going to be three days a week. And then in August, you're going to say, okay, now how else can we do this? So we're going to say, okay, the goal is to get down to one day a week, or are we going to go, our goal is one day a week, and we're going to do it by going down to four days, three days, two days. So the goal is yeah. ultimately the one, yeah, is that the right way to think about it? The ultimate goal is one day a week? The ultimate goal is whatever you want it to be. So for some people, okay. they might value going out for dinner more than they value saving that extra couple of days a week in money. Right? Uh, so gotcha. that's where you want to work with a coach or a planner to say, um, you know, what makes sense for me? Can I go out three days a week still and still have the money that I want to be saving, right? Is right. And that's where the goals all sort of work together and it helps to sit down and lay all your goals out and say, do they make sense? And when I'm doing this process with you, um, are you going to call me and say, hey, how'd you make out like at this stage in the game? And if I say, hey, Melanie, I did it. I did three days a week. It's I'm on track. Then we can go forward and start doing the rest of our goals. Or if I say, oh, I kind of screwed up. I only got to four days a week. You're still going to be the person that holds me accountable for that, right? Absolutely. And so usually we meet every two weeks or uh, once a month uh, and talk about the goals. We celebrate successes. And like you said, you know, I didn't, I didn't make it, but what did we learn from that? So we tried four, it didn't work out. What did you learn that held you back? And now that becomes part of improving your goal, right? So it's always just picking away at it. And if you don't reach the goal, what have you learned from not reaching that goal that's going to help you reach the goal next time? That's awesome. And it just sounds so easy. And I, I have so many questions for you on the business side, because even when you're doing it with the business part of it, it's the same idea. You break it down and, and you attack it that way. Um, we're up to our second break already. I can't believe it. So we're going to take a second break. And when we come back, I want to keep talking to Melanie about going through the process of setting goals because it's such an important thing. And I know once people are are able to work with someone like Melanie and get this nailed down, the success of whatever that looks like, and we're going to ask Melanie what success is. But uh, it's just going to be such a, an empowering moment, I'm sure. Um, so we're going to take our second break. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we're going to continue to talk to Melanie Taylor. She is the person who can help your business grow and facilitate changing your life in all areas of your life. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking to Melanie Taylor. And she is the person who can help your business grow and facilitate changing your life. She is a coach and facilitator from the Achievement Center. And before we went to the break, we were just talking about um, SMART goals and the process that she takes us, takes you through to set your goals and to achieve your goals, ultimately, of course. And we were just talking about how we go about starting to set them. And I want to um, ask Melanie if she'll just carry on and share some more with us um, on achieving the goals. And um, then we I really we want to know what's once we achieve our goals or how we go about achieving our goals. And then what's the difference between what you call a goal and a task? Because sometimes language gets in our way and we get confused on that stuff. So, Melanie, um, if you could share with us maybe a little bit about the achievement part of the goals, because that's always kind of the fun part, too. <laughs> Yeah, achieving the goals is really the goal, um, and everyone likes to celebrate success. Uh, it feels good. So, um, and a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people consider themselves good goal setters. Uh, and often, when I work with people, you know, they're not saying, "Oh no, I've never set a goal before." They're saying, "Oh no, I operate from a place of of setting goals," but they're not really using goal setting as effectively as they could be. Uh, so, one of the some of the key things that we encourage people to do when they're when they're setting goals, and some of the things that people find the most helpful in helping them, you know, achieve what they want to achieve, are first off, write your goal down. Uh, and so when you're writing your goal down, for one, it's forcing you to sit down and say, what do I specifically want to achieve? And often it's the vagueness that keeps us from achieving our goals. And we think, oh, no, I don't have the time to sit and, and figure it out. And then we just sort of flounder trying to achieve something that isn't very clear. So writing your goal down, first of all, it makes you, forces you to clarify exactly what you want to achieve. And then it also gives you a, a record that you can look back on, right? So often I, I write down my goals and, you know, put the target date on them and then have them, you know, check in with them every so often and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's been six months since I actually wrote that goal down, right? Time flies. So when you've written them down and specifically written the target date down, it helps you to keep them, you know, keep them moving and keep them going. Uh, another thing that we uh-huh. suggest is to create, create longer-term goals. So, uh, and then create short-term goals to get there. Right, so you have a vision of where I want to go. I want to take my family to Disney World two years from now. Right, so that's my long-term goal. Okay, uh, and it, do- it doesn't necessarily have to be that long out. You might be looking three, six, nine months out, but then you're also creating shorter-term goals to get there. So you're not just putting, you know, the thing on the back burner for six months or nine months, but you're you're working on short-term things. What do I need to get done by the end of this week? What do I need to get done by the end of you know, two weeks from now, what has to be done by the end of the month in order for me to actually achieve that longer term goal. So that's where your action plan really starts to to come out. Uh, Another thing that we suggest is not trying everything at once. 
So people always say, well, how do I prioritize <laughs> or how do I know what to do, right? That's one of the biggest questions that I always get. Yeah. Well, how do I know? How do I know what I should be doing? Um, the, exactly. Some of the, and this is where forcing yourself to sit down and say, what do I want? What do I want to write down? What, am I, what is so important to me that I'm willing to write it down on paper and say that I want to achieve it? Uh, and I think usually naturally a couple of things sort of bubble to the surface, right? Not everybody wants to sit and write down 20 or 30 different goals. But funny enough, we're often trying to achieve 20 or 30 different things in our lives, uh, but not so much that we'd actually commit to writing down, writing them down and writing a plan. So those few things that you're willing to write down and are that important to take the time to point out, those are the things you start doing. Those are those are your priorities. And all of your shorter-term goals, you want to align with those goals. Because if you decide this is the most important thing for me to be doing, there's no reason you should be doing something that's unrelated to it. right? So pick those big, important things and then align things to them. Complete those few goals, celebrate them, and then move on to another goal. Um, again, creating SMART goals, so the more you can make it specific, measurable, agreed upon, realistic, and have a target date, uh, the more likely you are to achieve that goal. And commit to the goal. So we usually recommend uh, having somebody who is going to hold you accountable. So that's the service, one of the services I offer as a coach. Uh, some people have accountability partners as well. So you might have somebody in your workplace or a friend who's helping you hold, hold, hold you accountable. A lot of people are used to accountability partner from a working out perspective, right? So I need somebody to help hold me accountable to exercise and drag me out of the door to get me walking or going to the gym. Um, so you can have an accountability partner for any of your goals. And then um, reevaluate the goal frequently, right? So you don't have to lock in to that goal. Uh, it is okay to realize that it's no longer relevant. It's okay to stop working on it, but don't just give up because it feels hard. Um, give up because it no longer yeah. makes sense to do it, but don't give up just because it feels hard. Because uh, sometimes when it feels the hardest is just before you're going to really start to succeed, right? So um, you don't have to lock in. Be flexible with your goal. Be kind to yourself, but at the same time, Keep yourself going and then celebrate frequently. Often people forget to celebrate their successes. So if you're working with a team, celebrate as a team. And it doesn't have to be big. You don't have to have big parties. Um, but celebrate in some way to say, yes, look, I did this. I was able to do it and, you know, move forward. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Um, I think what one of the things that strikes me the most is when you talk about accountability partners in that, and I think um, – I, I really believe this is where you come in um, and it's so important for people to, to talk to you because if, and I know I've, I'm just thinking personally on, on different kind of goals that where you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll hold each other accountable. But because we're buddies, I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I'm not going to be too mean or nasty or, uh, or even just even a little bit negative. So I look at it and I think uh, for me, it would be, it's easy for me to convince a friend or a family member <laughs> that this I can explain why it doesn't work or I'm not going to the gym and I can justify it six ways till Sunday. But when you have somebody like you that's like, you know what, do you this is what we need to do and, and I and I think that you're the kind that would say, Hey, let's remind I wanna remind you of these goals and how you're gonna get there and and that's a great excuse and believe me, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm good at them when it comes to some stuff. <laughs> It's not going to get me where <laughs> I can give you a good story, Melanie, but it's not going to get me where I want to go. <laughs> and I think that's where it's so important that somebody has a professional like you that comes in and says, let's keep on task. <laughs> keep on, keep on, 
keep on going, right? <laughs> I'd give you the look. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, and I feel that. And I know, I know how hard it is to accomplish goals. I have an accountability partner and a coach myself because I am self-admittedly not great at holding myself accountable to goal setting. I know it's so important. Um, I use it as a skill to help me succeed, but that doesn't mean that I can just do it all by myself and it's my job, right? So I'm really good at holding other people accountable, not always so great at holding myself accountable. So I actually have my own accountability partner and a coach um, to help me to achieve my goals as well. Excellent. Yeah, and I think that's important that people know that you can't do it without some help too. So if somebody like you can't do it, then obviously there's a lot of us out there that can't do it either. So it's great. To, and I, and there's no nothing wrong with that. I think it's fantastic. That's one of the things to say, hey, listen, this is an area I need help in, you know, there's not, it's like finances, you know, a lot of people think they need help in their finances, but are afraid to ask for it. But once they ask for it, they realize, Jesus is so much easier. And the stress level just went way down because now I have somebody that I can talk to. And I think it's the same with you. When they talk to you, they're like, Hey, my stress level just went way down because Melanie's going to help me achieve my goals and keep me on track. What is the, cause I just actually did that slip. What is the difference when you say goals and tasks? So a lot of people, when we talk about goal setting, they say, oh, no, no, I'm really good. I have a task list, right? I, I you do the task list right. every day. And if, if um, I don't know if anyone's like me, you really enjoy having that checklist, checking things off. Um, maybe the person who has already accomplished some, a task and goes to the list and just writes the task down anyways, just so that you can check it off, yeah. even though you've already done it. I love um, that. That is me. Yeah. <laughs> I love and that. I love that. So, <laughs> what happens with tasks is they're usually um, they're usually something you're doing that day, often, right? It's my daily task list, or it is uh, you know you have a huge list of tasks that need to be done by the end of the week. But the what goals end up doing is force you to per percolate the tasks to the top that are the most important and align with that vision of where you want to go. Right, So your tasks are still important. They're your action plan to your goal, but your goals have a little more oomph to them. They're the things that are really driving you forward. So you plan out your week and say, okay, what tasks do I need to get done this week in order to achieve that goal that I want to get done by the end of the week? So completely related, but just having a task list with no context to what tasks you're going to get done isn't as effective because we usually go to the tasks that we like to do the most or that are the easiest as opposed to the ones that are most important. Okay, so checking off that I did the laundry and the dishes and paid the property taxes isn't probably going to get me where I want to go, is it? But it well, it's still going to be helpful. <laughs> but yeah, if if you were trying to achieve something completely different that you know that week, then it might not have been the best task that you were going to should end up doing. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so let's. You know what? We have about two minutes before we have to take our final break. So maybe what we can do is we can just start to talk a little bit about um, the defining of the goals because is that the hardest part or or um, what do you think the hardest part is with the goals? Is it the defining? Is it the accountability? Is it setting the date to what's realistic or what's the hardest part in the benefit or the hardest part in the goal um, structure? I think the hardest part is usually people's picking specifically what they want to accomplish. What is their specific goal? Um, and often they feel like they're, they're not doing it right because it's taking them so long to do it. Uh, but that's where the real work is. 
And, you know, I have, I have clients I've worked with who say, oh, no, I, I got nothing done on my goal setting. And I say, well, what, what, did, what have you done? And they say, well, I just spent, you know, all weekend thinking about the goal, but I didn't write anything down. Well, the thinking about it and figuring out what it is that you do or don't want to accomplish is, is the work. Um, and that's usually the hardest part. Once you put that down uh, and get it figured out, the rest of it is not easy, uh, but usually much easier and then having somebody who can help hold you accountable, uh, hold yourself accountable, is really what makes it easier in that process as well. All right. So we are up to our final break for the night. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, when you're defining your goals, um, how it can be helpful, what to identify. And we'll get some of these tricks from Melanie to share with us. Um, when we When we come back, we'll talk more with Melanie about the goal setting. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk to Melanie Taylor and she's the person that's going to be able to help you grow your business and facilitate changing your life. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking to Melanie Taylor. This is the person that we can get help from to grow our business, facilitate change, make changes in our life personally and professionally. And before we went to break, we were we went through uh, some differences between goals and tasks and how to achieve our goals. Uh, the SMART acronym that Melanie gave us at the beginning is the process to go through a good goal setting method and that's what she uses um, with her clients to help them through their goals and we're going to just now talk to Melanie a little bit about how when you're defining your goals it can be helpful what do you identify how do you do it um, give us some tips and, and insight there Melanie how do we do that all right, so when we're working with clients, we usually walk them through our goal success plan. Um, and so it's two pages uh, back and forth that helps you really write down your goal and figure out what it is. And so some of the things that we walk through are, one, putting down today's date and then the target date. So having that at the top and saying, you know, where am I at and where do, when do I want to get this done? Uh, and then defining your SMART goal. So as we talked about, you want it to be specific, measurable, agreed upon, realistic, and have a target date. We encourage you to talk about what the expected results are. 
so, you know, what is going to be different when I get there? Especially if you're thinking about setting a goal, like I want to become a better listener. This is usually one that we that comes up. Uh, what what does oh. being a better listener mean? Right? Because if you just say I want to be a better listener, there's no real way to define that. So what does that actually mean to you? So are people telling you you're a better listener? Are you able to rate yourself a 8 out of 10 on listening instead of a 6 out of 10? So really figuring out what are the expected results. Um, some other things that are helpful and we go through are the benefits to you or your organization to achieving that goal. So what's in it for me? And when you talk about WIFM, what's in it for me? Uh, in what you often learn is that nobody wants to do anything unless there's something in it for them, which makes sense, right? So it might be a, right. a, an actual tangible thing that's in it for them, or it might be a feeling that's inside of them when they do something, but we're not motivated to do anything unless there's something in it for us. So if you're trying to set your own goal, it's important for you to sit back and say, what's the benefit of to me to do all of this hard work? If you're a business owner, um, then what, you know, what's in it for your employees to help them agree upon this goal and work towards this goal with you? Because if your employees aren't able to define what's in it for them, and if you're not able to identify what's in it for your employees, then your goal is probably going to fall flat. Uh, and so this is where we start to encourage people to really start talking to each other and identify what's in it for what's in it for them. Um, another way to help be successful is to figure out how you're going to track your progress. So are you going to, if it's a long-term goal, are you going to track, you know, monthly? What reports are you maybe going to need? Uh, what what data do you want to be looking at? Uh, whose feedback do you want to be getting? If you're asking people if you're becoming a better listener, you know, are there six people maybe that you want to check in with on a monthly basis to say, hey, how do you think I'm doing on this? Um, identifying possible obstacles and challenges in advance and then possible solutions and opportunities. So, you know, there are some things that you can probably start to pay attention to before they actually become a problem and put some plans in place to help you achieve your goal instead of being having an obstacle coming in, uh, into place. When I identify possible obstacles and challenges, usually my number one on the list is myself. <laughs> and so my solution is usually oh, yeah. an accountability partner, a coach, <laughs> all of these things. But I yeah. identify that I am I am my biggest obstacle to achieving any of my goals. Uh, and so me, my name goes on the first line when I identify that. Uh, and oh, you know, God. having an action plan to <laughs> to get yourself out of the way, uh, and then developing an action plan. So if you want to get this done, what do you need to do? Right? Like what what steps do you need to go through? So if my my goal for the end of the month is to get a will done for myself, right? So by uh, J July 31st, I will have a will in place. Uh, what? specific action plans do I need to do? So, you know, do I need to call my financial planner? Do I need to call my lawyer? Uh, do I need to, I need to make a list of all the assets that I have. I need to make a list of all the people who I would like to have my assets, et cetera. And so all the specific steps that you need to go through. And what that usually does is give people the peace of mind to say, okay, this is so bad. Look at, there's, it's just these three things that I need to get done. It's not so bad. And then putting a target date on them. Uh, you may also list out the support that you require. So again, you might need a financial planner, you might need your spouse, you might need a friend, you might need a you know someone else who a professional who is going to uh, need to support you in achieving this goal. And then we usually recommend that you do some sort of affirmation or visualization. So you know visualizing yourself 
in that situation that you want to be in. So if you're going on a trip, visualizing your your family on the trip, because um, that's what's going to motivate you to save the money to get there, right? Is every time you're having a hard time saving the money, picture that, you know, that your family on at that place that you want to go and keep that top of mind. So a visualization of some sort can really help. So those are the things that we go through on the goal success plan and really help people to define that goal, make them feel comfortable with it and like it's something they can really chip away at. Again, it's not so big and scary. There's a plan. It's not so hard. And it just takes little steps, baby steps to get there. That's awesome. It just breaks it down so nice and neatly for everybody. And it's doable. It makes it doable and less scary. And and you actually are not restricted by geography with helping clients, are you? So for anybody out there that's in Canada, the United States, uh, or a different part of the world, they can actually get a hold of you and talk to you about uh, either coaching or facilitating different parts of their business, if that's where, you know, if it's for their business or for their personal life. Um, you're able to help people from all over, aren't you? Yeah, we do a lot of work on the phone. Um, Skype is a very powerful tool. So I've done uh, leadership development and, and coaching to people in the Netherlands, uh, clients in California, uh, and all, all over the states. So uh, as long as there is a computer connection or a phone, there's lots of work that we can do to help you figure out what it is that you want to succeed in and to create a plan to get there. Awesome. And how do they get a hold of you in our last 30 seconds? If you want to get a hold of Melanie, how do we do it, Melanie? My email is mtaylor, M-T-A-Y-L-O-R, at tacresults.com. And my phone number is 519-318-2989. Perfect. So anybody else that needs... Yep. I was going to say our website is tacresults.com. Website is tacresults.com. That's the Achievement Center results.com, tacresults.com. EACResults.com. Perfect. So you can get a hold of Melanie in any of those ways, and it, she'll be able to help you as a coach or a facilitator. Melanie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's such an important topic, and it, it just it has such an, a huge impact on people's lives. I so truly appreciate it. And next week when we're back, we're going to talk about trust. Who do you trust? What is a trust? Let's talk about them. Um, what do they mean? It's going to be so much fun, so you'll want to join us. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.